Hi, I'm Heather with First Pioneers Federal Credit Union, and welcome to the Money Tips No One Told You podcast. Here at First Pioneers, we love helping you understand your finances better and giving you the tools you need to be financially successful. Here, we're going to talk about financial terminology, how different accounts work. We're going to share tips that make your financial life easier and so much more. Are you ready to dive in? In this episode, we are continuing to answer questions asked of us by our youth and young adults. And today we're talking about the difference in credit and debit cards and any drawbacks that may come with those. Credit cards and debit cards often look very similar, but they serve different purposes in your finances. Now, both are going to have a 16-digit card number and an expiration date, and they both have electronic chips. Have you guys noticed what those are? You know, when you make a purchase and they ask you to insert the card into the card reader or the machine, and the end of it, there's that sort of silver or goldish square. That's where the chip is, and that's what the machine reads to know that that's your card. Now, both of these cards can make shopping very convenient. It's easy to swipe either of these cards if you're in person shopping or give out that number when you're shopping online. But the cards are very different, like I said before. When you use a debit card, the funds will automatically withdraw from your account at your credit union or your bank. And generally, a debit card is attached to your checking account. So before you make a purchase using a debit card, you need to be sure that you have the funds or money available in your account first. If not, you may be charged fees for having your account overdrawn. And those fees can be $25, $35, sometimes even more. And that would be for each charge over the amount that you have in your account. So it's very important to make sure that you have the money before you spend it. A credit card, on the other hand, basically allows you to borrow money from the card issuer up to a certain limit that is set on that card. And you have to apply for a credit card, similar to what you would do for a loan, not quite so in depth, but it is applying for credit. Now, the card issuer may be your credit union or your bank, or you may have one from somewhere like American Express or Discover. You may even have one from a store. Now, this is generally going to be big box retailers. Think places like Lowe's or Best Buy or places like that. But the truth is, these days, it feels like just about any national retailer has their own credit card. I will say this, though, watch out for the rates on those cards. They're often higher than others or ones that are issued by a um, financial institution. You can use a credit card for purchases, like we said, or you can even use it to withdraw cash. Keep in mind, though, often a cash withdrawal will have a higher interest rate. So keep that little tidbit in mind. It may be higher than the interest rate on your purchases on the card. We've talked about different types of credit in past episodes. You may recall that a credit card is what's called revolving credit. So basically what that means is you can use the card 
as long as you choose to have it or as long as you've not reached the credit limit for that card. So basically then you're just going to make payments on whatever balance that you have on the card. For example, you may have a card that has a $5,000 credit limit. This means you can use up to $5,000 on that card, but you don't have to. So let's say you make $1,000 worth of purchases, then that's the amount that you pay back. Like any other loan or line of credit, you pay interest on the balance that you have. So back to our $1,000 example, you'll end up paying the $1,000 plus the interest on that amount. So credit card purchases cost you more than just the purchase amount. The only way it doesn't is if you pay your full balance on that card every month. Credit cards can be really useful. They're great for an emergency and they're really good for shopping online in particular. Just be careful that you don't let your balances get out of hand. That can happen really quickly and it can just take a long time to get out from under that kind of debt. Another thing to keep in mind is that interest rates can vary depending on your credit card. Some can be as high as 30% or more. So I would really take a look at those rates, look at the agreement before you sign it and know what the rate is going to be. Maybe even shop around for a card with a good interest rate when you're looking to open a new card. And of course, I have some bonus tips for you today. So we've talked about a debit card and a credit card, but I don't know if you are aware that some financial institutions will actually offer an ATM card, and generally that's attached to a savings account only. So that would be a card that's good at an ATM so that you could make a withdrawal. Now, like a debit card, though, the funds need to be available in your account in order to use that card. My second tip is... It can be really easy to just sort of keep swiping that card, using that card without thinking about the fact that that money has to come from somewhere. Unfortunately, as much as we wish those cards were magic, they're not. And we do have to either have the money in our account to cover the purchase on the debit card, or if it's a credit card, realize that when you use it, you're creating a balance that is going to have to be paid off. So just keep those things in mind. It's easy to swipe, but the money has to come from somewhere. My last bonus for today is I recommend using a credit card versus a debit card when you're going to shop online. It just tends to be a little safer. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard about these different online companies that have had data breaches where someone gets into their system and then they can access the information that's in there. And that can be your name, your password, um, your email address, and sometimes that can include your credit card information. So now if they decide to use those credit card numbers to make fraudulent purchases, if it's your debit card, then that's therefore attached to your checking account. And those fraudulent charges would be coming out of that account, which is the money that you're using every day, right? But if it's a credit card, then you don't really have to worry about, you know, your money disappearing out of your checking account while you dispute those charges. 
Now, of course, you can dispute the charges no matter which card they're on. It just is sometimes a little easier to deal with in your daily life if that's a credit card versus a debit card. So just keep that in mind. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you found this information helpful and we'd love it if you'd give us a rating and don't forget to favorite or subscribe to the show. There are several ways you can find us if you need further information or you need to speak with a financial counselor. You can visit us in person in Lafayette or New Iberia, Louisiana, or you can find us at firstpioneers.com. There you can find out how to become a member of our family and find out other financial information. Be sure and check out the show notes for important links and other information. And as always, we're here to help in any way that we can. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time.